Are we going? Are we, yeah? Well, you know what? Let me do the introductions. <laughs> oh, I, sure. I love the idea of starting just bantering, but that has not been established. Very WTF. I know, and My it's God, not the, established The Asian here. Mark Marin over here. Oh, gosh, that <laughs> sounds Marin. like an insult. Uh, I don't know why. I like Mark Marin. I just, the Asian anything, I get, and then, like, what does it mean? Because it's like, Asian is fine, but then I'm like, but what does Mark Marin mean? Uh, what does the Asian Mark Marin mean? Now, what just because that's how that's how his <laughs> podcast started. Is that they're just yeah, like, yeah, you're it's right, just like right. Bonnie fucking Wright you're will right. be in there, and she'll just be like, yeah. And so I yeah. just uh, I just had a juice from uh, yeah that but my favorite bar around around the corner from you. It's like, are we are we rolling? Yeah, man, we've yeah, been rolling. Yeah, it's like, yeah, oh yeah. shit. You know, anyway. I might just use this. You're right. You've <laughs> convinced me. It's 2023. It's the year of the rabbit. Um, the new before I'm always like I gotta have the intro because you know I'm not Mark Marin and uh yeah well, yeah yet <laughs> that's how it starts but you're like, gonna start doing stand-up on stools all the time <laughs> just going up for a five-minute set and just popping a squat on a stool Ugh. I really did like his podcast a lot in some ways I think about it maybe it did influence me starting because I lo- used to listen to every single one it's been a minute now but yeah it's been a minute I I just listened to something he did with Sarah Polly my Ooh, my yeah, you know okay. a fellow Canadian country woman and um I think that some people are very good at disarming people to just talk and he's yeah. one of them, yeah. but I mean, I don't think it's maybe like it's like the pulling back the curtain for the green room. So now that you and I are in more comedy spaces, maybe I don't, maybe we don't, maybe we don't thirst for that as much now. But um, I totally see that's so fun if you're like driving to work and just hearing performers and comedians talk. Yeah. Well, now I mean, my my scope, my podcast scope has been so expanded by people who I think are very effective interviewers. I mean, I think Terry Gross and Howard Stern mm-hmm. are probably the best in the biz. And Kara Swisher is... Kara Swisher, I, I love I fucking love her. You oh my, I do. And she is like... Is there anyone who you are actually like an influencer who you are actually under the influence of? Oh, you would I say? mean, yeah. Well, like the first... I'm, <laughs> I don't know if she's an influencer, but I love Ariana Grande. And yes. I also do think like as much as she is like... Like we're going to say she's a pop star. I'm not like following her for political advice. But in the realm of pop star and getting my pop music, she's also ticking quite a few boxes. I will say she's not the only person I follow for stuff like that, but she still stays in the know, which I really appreciate about her. Like, that she, like I'll escape to her music and then she'll be like, make sure like these local elections are happening in Atlanta today. I'm like, I like that. Oh, good for you. Love that you know, about I'm sure her. Someone yeah. told you that, but like you made a point to have a team to tell you that like that's, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Good for you. I'm really regarding pop stars. I can tell you who has been on the right and the not right side of history in terms of LGBTQ rights. Mm. And she's always been like, she, she has, really, yeah. before it was fashionable because yeah. it was fashionable yeah. at a certain point, And she was someone who never really, she never censored herself about that. Yeah, well, so I think I think um, that my my overall theory. I mean, I'm sure there are many many reasons why people hate things, but in general, if you love yourself, you will most likely be an ally to other people. And there are. I a think lot it was also stars. her brother. Well, there's that too, but yeah. there's also a lot of people who get into the arts because at first they don't love themselves. Which, hey, guilty, you know, like not that I hated people. We're but breaking you, the fourth wall. But you know what I mean? Like I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, I need a validation. But what and, you know, it's, it comes out as self-internalized hate, like maybe like making more jokes at my own expense. But now that's changed, and I think Ariana plus others, you know, like a lot of um, people who shine with that like sort of like love yourself because they really do. I think it carries so far. Yes, also she has, 
you know, a gay brother, but I'm also thinking through like um, I just started watching the Pamela Anderson doc. Okay, yeah. And right I, in the beginning, I, she's literally like, I moved to, to L.A. and it was day of pride and I'm showing my titties and I'm happy and I'm liking myself. And it's like people are encouraging that. And then, you know, obviously, like, you know, the, the society sucks and they're like, show us your titties. Ew. Like, it's like rude. She's so happy to be doing this. Why don't, why don't, we, why don't we encourage it? If everyone likes it, encourage it. But, you know, she that was years and years ago and she was already like no she was always someone who uh, you know it, it, pamela anderson and just to circle back to ariana grande okay. do you know that her last name is actually uh pronounced grandy that's so funny i thought it was a longer name she shortened it i think she has a like a real italian last name well i think that she took the name grandy okay. but like it's when she if she was to introduce herself to you she'd say hi i'm ariana grandi and yeah which is what she sounds like that's Hilarious. why but so pam anderson it's been very interesting throughout history to see people who um appeal to the male gaze g-a-z-e yeah. and male gaze g-a-y-s and pamela anderson has always been someone who yeah. did that because she's doing drag at but the end of the day that's what i'm saying she and she literally talks about that in her well first of all i want to introduce you oh, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. so interesting i want to keep going i don't want to not, I want. I don't forget to introduce you. Okay, so welcome to You Can Tell Me Anything. This is a podcast where comedians confess something they want to get off their chest. Can already tell we've got a lot to talk about. My guest here today, Canada's iconic Andrew Johnston. It's a shoe fucking fits. Yes. Hi. So glad to have you back stateside. Um, yes. you, you disappeared a bit during the pandemic, rightfully so. It was a scary place to be here. If I had anywhere else to go, I guess I had Taiwan, but I would have had to quarantine for 14 days, so I didn't do that. Um, but we're back. And I'm glad to have you here. Thank you. It's so great to it's, it's great to be here. It's great to see you. We saw each other a lot, probably uh, pre-pandemic. You were yes. you were one of my my faves to watch and and to, Aww, to chat nice. with. And then and I yes, always it's booked been, you. No, I'm just kidding. Well, no, I, I really like I like met you right around when you first moved, yeah. and I always think it's so nice to because. I remember moving to LA and everyone gets really touchy about a big city, about like newcomer who's good. Like, mm, you know what I mean? But you know, yeah. you know, you probably felt it. And it's like so much easier to, for me. I'm like, oh, cool. Nice person. Yeah. Let's be friends. And also like, great. You're doing all these shows. Like, yes, if only I could, if I can help in any way, I will. But I always find it odd when people are like, new person let me be a little standoffish so i mean i don't know if you got that from anyone but i definitely oh my god like, are you I kidding here, me I girl that. but I, in terms of like coming down here there was quite a little canadian syndicate to drop into nice, and nice. that really provided me with a character reference that otherwise that mm. really did accelerate things like that was something that i absolutely took for granted because i was just like of course no, this is i should that. just be able to hit the ground running but no that's really a thing and so i try and provide that for other canadians who come I down like here that. wait speaking of i just realized only because i just watched it i didn't finish it by the way if there's more but i watched the first 10 minutes with the pamela anderson doc and she's canadian she is she's from lady smith british columbia she has a story but did Vancouver. you watch it i haven't but i know that about her it's oh okay. canadians know any if you if you're canadian you know any other famous canadian <sighs> Absolutely. I love that. Well, I, it's okay if you didn't watch it, but only because I'm going to say the story from the beginning, which is not a spoiler. Is that okay? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I want to share it with you guys, and I'm like, the chances of people all listening to this and watching it, minimal. But you should hear the story because I'm like, wow, she should, in another world, she would have been a comedian. Like, she is really funny. She's just like, uh, um, she doesn't need to be a comedian. <laughs> 
<laughs> you, you know need what I mean? To be. You need to. If you are someone like that, oh, who there is like an you. expiration you. date on your, you know, just you know, selling yeah, what you got yeah, sort yeah. of thing, you need to have a sense of humor. But you she know? okay, so she's the story she tells because now she's like much older and having looking back on this, which I love by the way that we're no longer just doing these biopics and docs after we've like lost tragically some young woman and been like she was actually cool. We should have let her talk more. Like. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But now we're doing that, and like she's got a lot to say. But she um, talks about when she first got asked by Playboy to come model. She's from Canada, and she got on a plane. And you can't work here if you don't have a visa. And she did not think about that. She was like, I, "Of course she didn't." I, as, and you know, and you know what? She's not the fucking first one. A lot of Canadians yeah. don't think about that, and they just think like, "What? Oh." Uh, yeah, but oh. she could so easily have just been like, "I want to visit a friend or whatever." Yeah. But this is how why I like her so honest. And you know, I haven't dug into the most of her middle life and um, <laughs> forgive me if she said terrible things but from just watching Pam and Tommy the fictional version of her and then from what I remember of liking how she looked and from the doc okay that's my three <laughs> research points of me liking Pam you know every, you know everything you need to know okay I think so I'm just like you said you never know right but um, so she because uh, didn't she date Kid Rock I don't know Kid Rock was okay yeah that's the one that's the one rub that I have with her is her taste in men yeah, Kid yeah, Rock yeah, yeah, Julian yeah. Assange you know yeah, yeah, I mean Tommy yeah, yeah, Lee I get it that that fucking cock like my god oh <laughs> my god I'm, I'm where's my chapstick but yeah anyway but she so she, okay so this was the story that I love so she said she got on got the airport they're like what are you doing here and she had her letter from playboy and she's not shy at all which already like i'm sure they were like you're not going to tell people but she's like i'm going to go to playboy and she had the letter and everything they're like oh you can't do that you know where's your visa and she's like oh and then so she didn't get to go she in. she obviously didn't get a male customs agent it no. was obviously a female customs agent because if it was a male customs agent oh i've heard things that's hilarious but it definitely was because then she said she got she was like not to be deterred she got on another plane through a different airline thinking, okay, she changed her clothes. Literally, <laughs> she's like, went in the bathroom, changed my outfit, got another t like uh, airline to give me a ticket, and then like do that. And it was the same woman, and she's like, yeah, nice try. So then she couldn't get in. She took a Greyhound bus. This is all, I'm, I'm like, when I hear the story, I'm like, okay, like, yeah, this is more than just like small town girl gets picked up and thrown it. This is like someone who wanted it, and it's like, I'm gonna do it. And also like, I'm gonna follow the fear and the fun. And to me, that's like the spirit of comedian because she literally gets to America and she's like, yeah, let me do this. And she was like, it's cool to hear her tell the story because at no point were you like, and she was, I mean, of course, exploitation happens because capitalism, but at no point was she like, I'm going to show up and I have no idea what's happening. She was like, I'm going to show up, take some sexy nude pics with people who like me and treat me well. Like, you know, she got the VIP treatment. Perhaps she didn't think like, I'm going to completely disrupt an industry and then the consequences will be people will have toxic masculinity for years, but that's not on her. Let's be real. Well, what's really <laughs> funny really about this her. whole story is, so do you, have you ever heard of Dorothy Stratton? She was another no. playmate. She was brutally murdered in the early eighties, but she was poised to be the first sort of playmate crossover. She was cast in oh. like a bunch of movies or like a, wow. she, she was going to have a legitimate career and then her brute, her ex-boyfriend or her whatever murdered her out of jealousy or whatever. And, that but she was Canadian so as well. And it's very funny because it's just, wow, your rack and your sort of like sexuality was that much that they outsourced, <laughs> you know, like there's lots of tits in but this country. I don't know if you noticed, but work 
in-house yeah she came to beverly hills so yeah but so pam anderson and dorothy stratton that sort of a thing where it's like hugh hefner sees him it's like i must have you i'm you know that gross old pervert but he so he brings them down he ships them down and that is a story a lot of canadians think like not okay, that yeah, they're going to come down like and pose for, way more for like Hef, sex but they think like, oh, I've got something that's so exceptional in the universe that someone's going to see me and if they want me bad enough, they're going to bring down. I always tell younger comics back there, they think, uh-huh. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're doing here because like the ceiling is right there and it's fucking hard and it is low. And they're like, well, just someone from the States will see me and see what I do. And I'm like, there's nothing that you do that it does not exist in quintuplicate down in the, in the <gasps> wow. States, bitch. Like, I don't know what it is you think you bring to the table, but it is not that. But it is because of these sort of fairy tales because uh, that's what it is it's a modern day fucking Cinderella story but she's with also her, I would Dorothy say Stratton. she's her shining knight she is her own shining knight like she Good. battled the yeah. you know what I mean but yeah I totally agree with you interesting and I'm glad you shared that perspective because that is a perspective that's different than mine but it's not wrong and I'm realizing like that's a piece that if you had said that I'd be like yes if I read your like think piece I'd be like that is true <laughs> but then somehow next to the mine I'm like oh my god what yeah what is it about her that made me want to s- latch onto the positive I think it's the part where I see parts of myself in her and then not wanting to see the darkness, which we all know is there, right? So when you said it that way, I was like, oh my God, that literally sounds like sex trafficking. (laughs) Like, I want her. I mean, it basically is sex trafficking. Right, I'm sure, yeah, yeah, well. But because it's Playboy. uh, Maybe, but like she, yes, but she, in some elements, but we don't know that for sure that she had sex with Hugh Hefner. She may have, but. Point being, like, that's not the point, right? I don't when think she come- did. Did you see that? Uh, there was an A&E, A&E docuseries called Secrets of Playboy, which was a brutal insight into oh the history God. of Playboy. Pam Anderson and Anna Nicole Smith came at the time when he married Kimberly Conrad. Yes, and and she, she was yeah. the only woman who ever was like, nah-uh-uh, your dick's staying in your robe and, or your kimono, whatever. She's the one who had his two youngest sons with him. And so for about four years, there were women like that. Pam Anderson, Anna Nicole, obviously the most visible ones. Um, mm. But before that, they were 100% Sure, like a hair Trafficked, of- you know? And then after that, <sighs> that's when the girl's next door shit happened and it's so tough because i i'm like i wish like there's a dark side to everything but then i also want to say there is a brilliant diamond version of things that does exist and could exist but almost never there are exceptions to every rules but rules exist for a fucking reason almost never exist because right now the power structures would make it too hard to actually like let's just put it this way let's say you wanted to just glorify the female body and only have people show up uh, to do serious work and there was no like non-contentional whatever it would be too easy for someone who worked for you to take advantage of that situation you know what i mean like even if you have no wasn't that because that's the nature of our power structure so i i'm not being like rosy but straight picture. up i think that there are people who are entirely complicit and willing to play that game i mean i was like well, well, not I, mean. I like i never did I, yeah. trade on my you know feminine wall or masculine well wall. see but it doesn't but uh, yes i assume that that's how it worked i assumed it was supply and demand you you know, huh. I assume that it was like something where, you know, like I, I, I know a lot of, well, not a lot. I, as a gay man, I just know a lot about everything, but sure, like sure. I, I know. And as a Scorpio, some, so do I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like about old Hollywood and stuff in the casting couch, you know, Marilyn Monroe was very upfront about it. It was just kind of like, yeah, fucking's part of the job. You know, Joan Crawford yeah. literally had an aggressive sexual appetite like that. That was the thing that she had to trade. And she made yeah. this massive career off of that because it was like. Yeah. Well, okay. That's what There's I thought. There's some nuance to that. I, I yeah. think overall, I want to say, because it's this tricky. Ter- I'm not condoning it, by the way. No, no, no. no. <laughs> I, and I'm with you. And I like this conversation because 
um, for me, it's like there's two sides of how we view sex, right? And that's where it gets tricky is there's a side where it's fun and you want it. And then also sometimes it's scandalous, taboo, and it's fun and you want it, like hooking up with the boss. So there are, still not allowed, but there are like consensually let's enter this taboo situation, but then you would take the fall. There are things like that. And then there are also like, let me take advantage. And the problem is, unless you're the part of that, unless you're one of those people, two, three, whatever, you can't truly know. And so I think that's where it gets tricky and where people want to protect people. Oh, well, it's more than yeah. tricky, but it does well, exist. I'm there saying are some that's people not going to never exist. Willing, yeah, that's what I mean. That. I'm saying that we can't and outlaw sex. Yeah, like, speaking from experience, I mean, if anyone wanted to pay me for this, my God, please, leave <gasps> the money on the table. But, uh, you know, it just, I have no qualms, no hang-ups, mm. no bones about it. But, uh, yeah, literally But no don't you think it. it's interesting, because kind of like wrapping this up in a like bringing it back to the Pam thing is yeah. that it doesn't matter. Like some people I'm sure will argue like, did she have sex with him or did she, didn't she? And, but it doesn't matter. And some people might be adamant about be like, she definitely didn't. To me, I'm like, who the fuck cares? Like that, what she does in her own private time is not my business. Yeah. Does she work? Does she get paid to have sex with him? Well, publicly no, right? Like, and I'm going to go with that. Like, I don't know what happened. Well, the reason that I really do think that she didn't is because I do know that during the Kimberly Conrad year, she yeah. put a kibosh on that. But there but is my a point book. Is it doesn't matter. If anyone's listening and really wants like an insight into this, there is a book by another Canadian, funny enough, All Isabella right. St. James. It's called Bunny Tales. It is a, she was one of Hugh's like pack of eight girlfriends before Holly Madison came in and streamlined the whole process. It is filthy it is delicious there are visible typos in it i don't know who <laughs> i don't know who who edited it but uh, it is it is quite a look into that and yes uh sex with f was very much on the table no i'm sure it was yeah. and i'm sure people yeah but it was expected. my point being that it was uh that in this situation the fact that there was she was clearly talented at modeling and whatever came with that but i'm just saying like when she showed up in LA to model, and she, ha she like the cool thing about the dog is she has journals, and so you, she re like she doesn't read from them. I like that someone else reads from them, but they're her writing, and you really do see like it. She showed up and got, got to do a shoot, and it was like fabulous what she wanted. Some people though, that's not what they want. Like the way she's describing it, I'm like I could see someone being like, oh no, I was thrown into the thing where I had to be topless, and but she was like, I, a wild woman was born. I was running out this mansion, just like feeling so sexy. I'm like, okay, that is what she did, and that's why she was good at it because she liked it. Who has self love though? Yeah. Who has self love I think at now that she age? Does. I think when she you does are now. and when you are being, I mean now, but I mean who doesn't in their 40s or 50s? Love. Probably. My I mom. mean, you no, know, I'm any day kidding. now, I guess, <laughs> hopefully, you know, Love look you, forward to that. Okay. But, but, you know, no, it's very, it's very true. Like when you are, when you are objectified to that degree, mm. um, when it is, when you are just hit over the head constantly that your self-worth is, mm -hmm. is, is determinative of your objective or like the, yeah. the merits by which you can be objectified and everything's coming at you from all these places. You don't know yourself like Ladysmith, not a big town in BC. All right. Like, Maybe her future would have been working at a Tim Hortons, uh -huh. which is a Canadian version of Dunkin' Donuts, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, this is not, yeah. this is not, the future was not bright. L growing up on Vancouver Island for her, probably. But, you know, it just, uh, so no one, no one knows themselves down there. It's, yeah. a, it's a, you know what? It's really a miracle that anyone like that ever, ever makes it out of their 20s, you know, True. ever survives. Yeah. And, but that's why I say she's her own knight in shining armor. It's a fairy tale, but no fairy tale is really won by waiting around. Like, she had to defeat some demons while she waited for that fight. Like, I like to think I was like, I do want 
uh, you know, at the end of the day, to be like plucked from oblivion and put onto JFL stage and all this stuff. But mm. like, <laughs> but to get there, do I have to first be the one who's like, burr, 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 like, look at me? And then I'd be like, oh, I wasn't, I didn't want what? Oh, <laughs> I didn't want this. So like that, we all have to be that like first night and then be like, and now well, the king will see me. <laughs> it really is. It really, you do really wake up one day yeah. in this business and realize like. I mean, gatekeepers are still all ultimately important, but it really is like, fuck, okay, really, there is just a lot of this that I'm going to need to do myself and, mm -hmm. and firing shots out into the dark and hope something fucking, you know, hits an artery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I love it. Um, don't kill anyone. Don't kill me. Um, <laughs> well, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll get your confession. You can tell her. You can tell her anything. She's a real Are we well, going? Are we, yeah. Well, you know what? Let me do the introductions. <laughs> I, sure. I love the idea of starting just bantering, but that mm. has not been established. Very WTF. I know, and My it's God, not the, established The Asian here. Mark Maron over here. Oh, gosh, that <laughs> sounds Marin. like an insult. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know why. I like Mark Maron. I just, the Asian anything, I get. And then, like, what does it mean? Because it's like, Asian is fine, but then I'm like, but what does Mark Maron mean? Uh, what does the Asian Mark Maron mean? Now, what just because that's how that's how his <laughs> podcast started. That they're just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, It's right, just like right. Bonnie fucking Wright you're will right. be in there, and she'll just be like, yeah. And so I yeah. just uh, I just had a juice from uh, yeah that but my favorite bar around around the corner from you. It's like, are we are we rolling? Yeah, man, we've yeah, been rolling. Yeah, it's like, yeah, oh yeah. shit. You know, anyway. I might just use this. You're right. You've <laughs> convinced me. It's 2023. It's the year of the rabbit. Um, the new before I'm always like I gotta have the intro because you know I'm not Mark Marin and uh yeah well, yeah yet <laughs> that's how it starts but you're like, gonna start doing stand up on stools all the time <laughs> just going up for a five minute set and just popping a squat on a stool Ooh. I really did like his podcast a lot in some ways I think about it maybe it did influence me starting because I used to listen to every single one it's been a minute now but yeah it's been a minute I I just listened to something he did with Sarah Polly my Ooh, my yeah, you know okay. a fellow Canadian country woman and um I think that some people are very good at disarming people to just talk. And he's yeah. one of them, yeah. but I mean, I don't think it's maybe like it's like the pulling back the curtain for the green room. So now that you and I are in more comedy spaces, maybe I don't, maybe we don't, maybe we don't thirst for that as much now. But um, I totally see that's so fun if you're like driving to work and just hearing performers and comedians talk. Yeah. Well, now I mean, my my scope, my podcast scope has been so expanded by people who I think are very effective interviewers. I mean, I think Terry Gross and Howard Stern mm -hmm. are probably the best in the biz. And Kara Swisher is... Kara Swisher, I, I love I fucking love her. You oh my, I do. And she is like... Is there anyone who you are actually like an influencer who you are actually under the influence of? Oh, you would I say? mean, yeah. Well, like the first... I'm, <laughs> I don't know if she's an influencer, but I love Ariana Grande. And yes. I also do think like as much as she is like... Like we're going to say she's a pop star. I'm not like following her for political advice. But in the realm of pop star and getting my pop music, she's also ticking quite a few boxes. I will say she's not the only person I follow for stuff like that, but she still stays in the know, which I really appreciate about her. Like, that she, like I'll escape to her music and then she'll be like, make sure like these local elections are happening in Atlanta today. I'm like, I like that. Oh, good for you. Love that you know, about I'm sure her. Someone yeah. told you that, but like you made a point to have a team to tell you that like that's, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Good for you. I'm really regarding pop stars. I can tell you who has been on the right and the not right side of history in terms of LGBTQ rights. Mm. And she's always been like, she, she has, really, yeah. before it was fashionable because yeah. it was fashionable yeah. at a certain point, And she was someone who never really, 
she never censored herself about that. Yeah, well, so I think I think um, that my my overall theory. I mean, I'm sure there are many many reasons why people hate things, but in general, if you love yourself, you will most likely be an ally to other people, and. There are I a think lot of it was also her brother. Well, there's that too, but yeah. there's also a lot of people who get into the arts because at first they don't love themselves, which, hey, guilty, you know, like, not that I hated people. We're but breaking you, the fourth wall. But you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I need a validation. But what, and, you know, it's, it comes out as self-internalized, hey, like maybe like making more jokes at my own expense. But now that's changed. And I think Ariana plus others, you know, like a lot of um, people who shine with that, like sort of like love yourself because they really do, I think it carries so far. Yes, also she has, you know, a gay brother, but I'm also thinking through, like, um, I just started watching the Pamela Anderson doc. Okay, yeah. And right I, in the beginning, I, she's literally like, I moved to, to L.A., and it was day of pride, and I'm showing my titties, and I'm happy, and I'm liking myself, and it's like people are encouraging that. And then, you know, obviously, like, you know, the, the society sucks, and they're like, show us your titties, ew, like, it's like rude she's so happy to be doing this why don't why don't, we, why don't we encourage it if everyone likes it encourage it but you know she that was years and years ago and she was already like no she was always someone who you know pamela anderson and just to circle back to ariana grande okay. do you know that her last name is actually uh, pronounced grandy that's so funny i thought it was a longer name she shortened it I think she has a like a real Italian last name. Well, I think that she took the name Grandy, okay. but like it's when she if she was to introduce herself to you, she'd say, "Hi, I'm Ariana Grande," and yeah, which is what she sounds like. That's Hilarious. Why. But so Pam Anderson, it's been very interesting throughout history to see people who um, appeal to the male gaze, G A Z E, yeah. and male gaze, G A Y S, and Pamela Anderson has always been someone who yeah. did that because. She's doing drag at but the end of the day. That's what I'm saying. She and she literally talks about that in her. Well, first of all, I want to introduce you because oh, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. so interesting. I want to keep going. I don't want to not. I want. I don't want to forget to introduce you. Okay, so welcome to You Can Tell Me Anything. This is a podcast where comedians confess something they want to get off their chest. Can already tell we've got a lot to talk about. My guest here today, Canada's iconic Andrew Johnston. It's a shoe fucking fits. Yes. Hi. So glad to have you back stateside. Um, yes. you, you disappeared a bit during the pandemic. Rightfully so. It was a scary place to be here if I had anywhere else to go. I guess I had Taiwan, but I would have had to quarantine for 14 days, so I didn't do that. Um, but we're back, and I'm glad to have you here. Thank you. It's so great to it's, it's great to be here. It's great to see you. We saw each other a lot, probably, uh, pre-pandemic. You were yes. you were one of my my faves to watch and, and to, Aww, to chat nice. with. And then, and I yes, always it's booked been, you. No, I'm just kidding. Well. <laughs> no, I, I really, like, I li met you right around when you first moved, yeah. and I always think it's so nice to, because... I remember moving to LA and everyone gets really touchy about a big city, about like newcomer who's good. Like, mm, you know what I mean? But you know, yeah. you know, you probably felt it. And it's like so much easier to, for me. I'm like, oh, cool, nice person. Yeah. Let's be friends. And also like, great, you're doing all these shows. Like, yes, if only I could, if I can help in any way, I will. But I always find it odd when people are like, new person, let me be a little standoffish. So, I mean, I don't know if you got that from anyone, but I definitely oh my God, like when I moved here, me, I got girl. that. Oh my God, are you kidding me, girl? But I, in terms of like coming down here, there was quite a little Canadian syndicate to drop into. Nice, and nice. that really provided me with a character reference that otherwise, that mm. really did accelerate things. Like that was something that I absolutely took for granted because I was just like, of course, no, this is I should that. just be able to hit the ground running. But no, that's really a thing. And so I try and provide that for other Canadians who come I down like here. I like that. Wait, speaking of, I just realized, only because I just watched the 
I didn't finish it, by the way, if there's more, but I watched the first 10 minutes with the Pamela Anderson doc, and she's Canadian. She is. She's from Lady Smith, British Columbia. She has a story. But did Vancouver. you watch it? I haven't, but I know that about her. It's oh, okay. Canadians know any, if, you, if you're Canadian, you know any other famous Canadian. Absolutely. I love that. Well, I, it's okay if you didn't watch it, but only because I'm going to say the story from the beginning, which is not a spoiler. Is that okay? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I want to share with you guys, and I'm like, the chances of people all listening to this and watching it minimal but you should hear the story because i'm like wow she should in another world she would have been a comedian like she is really funny she's just like uh, um, she doesn't need to be a comedian <laughs> you, well, you know need what i mean to be. You need to, <laughs> if you are someone like that uh, who there is like an you, expiration date you. on your you know, just you know selling yeah, what you've got yeah, sort of yeah. thing you need to have a sense of humor but you she know? okay so she's the story she tells because now she's like much older and having looking back on this which i love by the way that we're no longer just doing these biopics and docs after we've like lost tragically some young woman and been like she was actually cool we should have let her talk more like <laughs> yeah oh yeah but now we're doing that and like she's got a lot to say but she um talks about when she first got asked by playboy to come model she's from canada and she got on a plane and you can't work here if you don't have a visa and she did not think about that she was like I, of course she didn't I, as, and you know, and she you know what she's not the fucking first one a lot of canadians yeah. don't think about that and they just think like what oh yeah, uh, yeah but oh. she could so easily have just been like i want to visit a friend or whatever yeah. but this is how why i like her so honest and you know what i haven't dug into the most of her middle life and um <laughs> forgive me if she said terrible things but from just watching pam and tommy the fictional version of her and then from what i remember of liking how she looked and from the doc okay that's my three <laughs> research points of me liking pam you know every, you know everything you need to know okay i think so i'm just like you said you never know right but um so she uh because didn't she date kid rock i don't know kid rock was okay MAGA. yeah that's the one that's the one rub that i have with her is her taste in men yeah, kid yeah, rock yeah, yeah, julian yeah. assange you know yeah, 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 i mean tommy yeah, yeah, lee i get it that that fucking cock like my god oh <laughs> my god i'm i'm where's my chapstick but yeah anyway but she so she, okay so this was the story that i love so she said she got on got the airport they're like what are you doing here and she had her letter from playboy and she's not shy at all which already like i'm sure they were like you're not going to tell people but she's like i'm going to go to playboy and she had the letter and everything they're like oh you can't do that you know where's your visa and she's like oh and then so she didn't get to go she in. she obviously didn't get a male customs agent it no. was obviously a female customs was, agent because if it was a male customs agent oh i've heard things that's hilarious but it definitely was and because then she said she got she was like not to be deterred she got on another plane through a different airline thinking, okay, she changed her clothes. <laughs> Literally, she's like, went in the bathroom, changed my outfit, got another t like uh, airline to give me a ticket, and then like do that. And it was the same woman, and she's like, yeah, nice try. So then she couldn't get in. She took a Greyhound bus. This is all, I'm, I'm like, when I hear the story, I'm like, okay, like, yeah, this is more than just like small town girl gets picked up and thrown it. This is like someone who wanted it, and it's like, I'm gonna do it. And also like, I'm gonna follow the fear and the fun. And to me, that's like the spirit of comedian because she literally gets to America and she's like, yeah, let me do this. And she was like, it's cool to hear her tell the story because at no point were you like, and she was, I mean, of course, exploitation happens because capitalism, but at no point was she like, I'm going to show up and I have no idea what's happening. She was like, I'm going to show up, take some sexy nude pics with people who like me and treat me well. Like, you know, she got the VIP treatment. Perhaps she didn't think like, I'm going to completely disrupt an industry and then the consequences will be people will have toxic masculinity for years but that's not 
on her. Let's be real. Well, what's really <laughs> funny about this her. whole story is, so do you, have you ever heard of Dorothy Stratton? She was another no. playmate. She was brutally murdered in the early 80s, but she was poised to be the first sort of playmate crossover. She was cast in oh. like a bunch of movies or like a wow. she she was going to have a legitimate career and then her her ex-boyfriend or her whatever murdered her out of jealousy or whatever and that but she was canadian so as well and it's very funny because it's just wow your rack and your sort of like sexuality was that much that they outsourced <laughs> you know like there's lots of tits in but this country i don't know if you noticed but work in-house yeah she came to beverly hills so yeah but so pam anderson and dorothy stratton that sort of a thing where it's like hugh hefner sees him it's like i must have you i'm a, you know that gross old pervert but he so he brings them down he ships them down and that is a story a lot of canadians think like not okay, that yeah, they're going to come like down that, and pose for, way more for like Hef, but they think like, oh, I've got something that's so exceptional in the universe that someone's going to see me and if they want me bad enough, they're going to bring down. I always tell younger comics back there, they think, uh -huh. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're doing here because like the ceiling is right there and it's fucking hard and it is low. And they're like, well, just someone from the States will see me and see what I do. And I'm like, there's nothing that you do that it does not exist in quintuplicate down in the, in the <gasps> wow. States, bitch. Like, I don't know what it is you think you bring to the table, but it is not that. But it is because of these sort of fairy tales because uh, that's what it is. It's a modern day fucking Cinderella story. But she's with also her, I would Dorothy say Stratton. she's her shining knight. She is her own shining knight. Like she Good. battled the yeah. you know what I mean? But yeah, I totally agree with you. Interesting, and I'm glad you shared that perspective because that is a perspective that's different than mine, but it's not wrong. And I'm realizing like that's a piece that if you had said that, I'd be like, yes. If I read your like think piece, I'd be like, that is true. <laughs> but then somehow next to the mine, I'm like, oh my God, what yeah, what is it about her that made me want to latch onto the positive? I think it's the part where I see parts of myself in her and then not wanting to see the darkness, which we all know is there, right? So when you said it that way, I was like, oh my God, that literally sounds like sex trafficking. <laughs> like, I want her. I mean, it basically is sex trafficking. Right, I'm sure, yeah, yeah well. But because it's Playboy. I, it's a, it, yeah, maybe, but like she, yes, but she, in some elements, but we don't know that for sure that she had sex with Hugh Hefner. She may have, but. Point being, like, that's not the point, right? I don't when think she did. Did you see the, uh, there was an A&E &E docuseries called Secrets of Playboy, which was a brutal insight into oh the history God. of Playboy. Pam Anderson and Anna Nicole Smith came at the time when he married Kimberly Conrad. Yes, and and she, she was yeah. the only woman who ever was like, nah-uh-uh, your dick's staying in your robe and, or your kimono, whatever. She's the one who had his two youngest sons with him. And so for about four years, there were women like that. Pam Anderson, Anna Nicole, obviously the most visible ones um, mm. but before that they were 100% sure like a hair trafficked you know and then after that <sighs> that's when the girls next door shit happened and it's so tough because I, I'm like I wish like there's a dark side to everything but then I also want to say there is a brilliant diamond version of things that does exist and could exist but almost never there are exists. exceptions to every rules yeah. but rules exist yes. for a fucking reason almost never exist because right now the power structures would make it too hard to actually like let's just put it this way let's say you wanted to just glorify the female body and only have people show up uh, to do serious work and there was no like non-contentious whatever it would be too easy for someone who worked for you to take advantage of that situation you know what i mean like even if you have no wasn't that because it, that's the nature of our power structure so i i'm not being like rosy but straight picture. up i think that there are people who are entirely complicit and willing to play that game i mean i was like well, well not I, mean. I like i never did I, yeah. trade on my you know feminine wall or masculine well wall. see but it doesn't but uh, yes i assume that that's how it worked i assumed it was supply and demand you you know, huh. I assume that it was like something where 
you know, like I, I, I know a lot of, well, not a lot. I, as a gay man, I just know a lot about everything, but sure, like, sure. I, I know. And as a Scorpio, some, so do so, I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like about old Hollywood and stuff in the casting couch, you know, Marilyn Monroe was very upfront about it. It was just kind of like, yeah, fucking it's part of the job. You know, Joan Crawford yeah. literally had an aggressive sexual appetite like that. That was the thing that she had to trade. And she made yeah. this massive career off of that because it was like, yeah. Well, okay. That's what There's I thought. There's some nuance to that. I, I yeah. think overall, I want to say, because it's this tricky. Term. I'm not condoning it, by the way. No, no, no. <laughs> I, and I'm with you. And I like this conversation because um, for me, it's like there's two sides of how we view sex, right? And that's where it gets tricky is there's a side where it's fun and you want it. And then also sometimes it's scandalous, taboo, and it's fun and you want it, like hooking up with the boss. So there are, still not allowed, but there are like consensually let's enter this taboo situation but then you would take the fall there are things like that and then there are also like let me take advantage and the problem is unless you're the part of that unless you're one of those people two three whatever you can't truly know and so i think that's where it gets tricky and where people want to protect people and well, it's more than yeah. tricky but it does well, exist I'm there saying are some people not who are never very exist. willing yeah I that's what i mean that. i'm saying that we can't and outlaw sex yeah like, speaking from experience i mean if anyone wanted to pay me for this my god please leave <gasps> the money on the table but uh you know it just i have no qualms no hang-ups mm. no bones about it but uh yeah literally but no don't you think it. it's interesting because kind of kind of like wrapping this up in a like bringing it back to the pam thing is yeah that doesn't matter like some people i'm sure will argue like did she have sex with him or did she didn't she but it doesn't matter and some people might be adamant about be like she definitely didn't to me i'm like who the fuck cares like that what she does in her own private time is not my business yeah. does she work does she get paid to have sex with him well publicly no right like and I'm going to go with that. Like, I don't know what happened. Well, the reason that I really do think that she didn't is because I do know that during the Kimberly Conrad year, she yeah. put a kibosh on that. But there but is my a point book. Is it doesn't matter. If anyone's listening and really wants like an insight into this, there is a book by another Canadian, funny enough, All Isabella right. St. James. It's called Bunny Tales. It is a, she was one of Hugh's like pack of eight girlfriends before Holly Madison came in and streamlined the whole process. It is filthy it is delicious there are visible typos in it i don't know who <laughs> i don't know who who edited it but uh, it is it is quite a look into that and yes uh sex with f was very much on the table no i'm sure it was yeah. and i'm sure people yeah but it was expected. my point being that it was uh that in this situation the fact that there was she was clearly talented at modeling and whatever came with that but i'm just saying like when she showed up in LA to model and she, ha she like the cool thing about the dog is she has journals and so you she like she doesn't read from them I like that someone else reads from them but they're her writing and you really do see like it she showed up and got, got to do a shoot and it was like fabulous what she wanted some people though that's not what they want like the way she's describing it, I'm like I could see someone being like oh no I was thrown into the thing where I had to be topless and but she was like I a wild woman was born I was running out this mansion just like feeling so sexy I'm like okay that is what she did and that's why she was good at it because she liked it who has self-love though who has self-love at that now age she does. I think when she you does are now. and when you are being I mean now but I mean who doesn't in their 40s or 50s Love. Probably. My I mom. mean, you no, know, I'm any day kidding. now, I guess, <laughs> hopefully, you know, Love look you, forward to that. Okay. But, but, you know, no, it's very, it's very true. Like when you are, when you are objectified to that degree, mm. um, when it is, when you are just hit over the head constantly that your self-worth is, mm -hmm. is, is determinative of your objective or like the, yeah. the merits by which you can be objectified and everything's coming at you from all these places. You don't know yourself like Ladysmith, not a big town in BC. <laughs> all right. Like 
maybe her future would have been working at a Tim Hortons, uh -huh. which is a Canadian version of Dunkin' Donuts, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, this is not, yeah. this is not, the future was not bright. Growing up on Vancouver Island for her, probably. But, you know, it just, uh, so no one, no one knows themselves down there. It's, yeah. a, it's a, you know what? It's really a miracle that anyone like that ever, ever makes it out of their 20s. You know, True. ever survives. Yeah. And but that's why I say she's her own knight in shining armor. It's a fairy tale, but no fairy tale is really won by waiting around. Like she had to defeat some demons while she waited for that fight. Like I like to think of I was like, I do want, uh, you know, at the end of the day to be like plucked from oblivion and put onto the JFL stage and all this stuff. But mm. it's like, <laughs> but to get there, do I have to first be the one who's like, bah, 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 like, look at me. And then I'd be like, oh, I wasn't I didn't want what? Oh, <laughs> I didn't want this. So like that. We all have to be that like first night and then be like, and now well, the king will see me. <laughs> it really is. It really, you do really wake up one day yeah. in this business and realize like, I mean, gatekeepers are still all ultimately important, but it really is like, fuck. Okay. Really? There is just a lot of this that I'm going to need to do myself and, mm -hmm. and firing shots out into the dark and hope something fucking, you know, hits an artery. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I love it. Um, don't kill anyone. Don't kill me. Um, <laughs> well, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, we'll get your confession. We are back. Um, well, I think that let's put a pause on the Pam Anderson. Cause yes. I, we could, I, now I'm like, should I start a Pam Anderson podcast? Uh, but for now. The Pamcast. Yeah. Honestly, I might be her biggest new fan. Um, but no, we are here to talk about you, Andrew. Hi. Is there anything you'd like to tell me? God, I mean, where do you, st where do we start? Start from the heart. Start from the heart. Well, my heart right now is um, uh, black as night because no. I'm releasing all these clips of stand-up into the into the uh, cyberverse, to the TikTokiverse, and and Instagramiverse, and and I hate it so much. Okay. But that is how the business works, and it's just um, I never. I'm sorry. Were you just saying? Do I have something on my? No, own? there was oh. a piece of hair oh, okay. on my mic. Wow. Anyways, okay. but thank you for being. Do I have something such on my face? Observer. No, you look great. Yeah. I we were talking about this before. We were. And I'm I'm glad you brought it back up because um, I did have questions, but I'm curious. Okay, so clearly you are reluctantly doing it, but you feel like you should do it, but also you don't want to. So let me ask you, what is it about the clips that makes you feel like, because that you feel like you're losing something by putting At it At the out? end of the day, it's just, it's putting, it's putting your work out there. Mm -hmm. And it's something that you really can't be prepared for until you start doing it. I mean, mm -hmm. I convinced myself that, oh my God, I'm in my shameless era. I'm in, and no, it just, I mean, I, the first one that I put up, granted, was a little baiting, but it was about the fact uh -huh. that I did yoga next to um, one of the kids from Stranger Things, and, uh -huh. you know, I drag him right to hell because he was a nightmare. Uh -huh. And class, he was making jokes and stuff like that. And it was just, oh my God. And, you know, it does well. But, oh boy, you know, oh my goodness. It was just like an onslaught. I was just like, okay. So I deleted, you know, things <laughs> from my phone so that I can't access, I can only access them from my iPad, by which uh -huh. I, actually post um and you know Wait, it just kind of like, like, like it went viral and you were like can't it didn't go viral comments. it didn't go viral like... by any means but just immediately it's just like there's a lot of people who are coming to be like oh you were being remotely mean so now here you know I, I not that i really no, no, i don't no, care i, I, don't, I yeah, really don't care about is. every teenager on the autism spectrum with a fucking phone being like you know you've, you've opened a portal it, between your fans and then you've opened that like portal for more people to find you so that it's, it's just but those aren't your regular so they're going to yeah be new people. it's yeah. just you know i'm like someone who also doesn't hang around after sets for 
uh, I just never want to see anything qualified either way. You know, well, I do not yeah. sell merch. I do not whatever. And just because I don't like, I'm doing stuff right now that I am pretty pleased with. Like I'm expressing mm -hmm. what I want to express. And like, I really, I'm not doing this for feedback. That's literally, I put that in my TikTok. You know what they should do? Cause I, I've started to understand the comment section when I don't, when I realize I don't want to read mine is, um, I like finding other people in, and I, I don't like shit talk on other people's, but I'm saying like sometimes I'll see an obscure TikTok and then there's a there's a conversation within that. That's a big thing. Yeah. That's really fun. And then I followed that to someone else and I'm realizing like, oh, I think we just need a screen between the, because I, I can't help it but look at my comments too. But I'm like, you know what? If people were finding friends in my comment section, yeah. not about me, but they were talking about some other thing. I would love that, but um, I'm so narcissistic. I look at it, I'm like, why aren't you talking about my joke? And I'm like, maybe we just need yeah. to... Re no, that's the a big thing. The screen needs to be there, like comment without me seeing yeah. it. I welcome the discourse. Oh, no, I have zero curiosity about looking at the comments. Like, I, I yeah. have not, to this day, I haven't really looked at them beyond, like, maybe the first two hours that I posted. But, um, and I really have zero uh, curiosity. Like, I could go the rest of my Are life Are you seeing positive results outside of, like having to think about... I mean, I've really, I've really only started. I think I just, like, put my third bi-weekly one out today but uh so uh but it's just like it's burning all these bits that have been like a lifetime of work of, and I, what I always call blood sweat tears and cum and it's just you know it's just that's like the thing that you're just not prepared for and it's going to be very it's going to sound very precious not mm. based on the novel pushed by sapphire that kind of way <laughs> but it's going to sound very precious that I'm that I'm qualifying these dick jokes as being like you know that, but it you know it's no because you wrote so them and they were just and I mean I imagine that I'll become numb to that at, at some point is there a world where you, you don't feel like you're burning it? Be because and the old school way is you don't push it out online, but I don't know if that's true anymore. I don't. No, no, no. This is the business now. The business now. This is how people are consuming. Like there is a new lifestyle and that is uh, staying in. That is I now. argue you can still do yeah. these jokes on stage. What's that? I argue you can oh, still do Oh, no, I'm not. Okay, when I say burning, uh, yeah, I, no, I mean, because that's another thing that I, that's what I thought. And now I'm like, oh no, it's like the hits. It's like, play this yes, song. Yes, it's you like know? music. Yeah, it really yeah. is. I'm just like, well, Whitney Houston can still, she could, because really, same thing. Whitney, me, you know, say, yes, but, exactly I, but you know, it's just kind of like, no, I mean, people want to hear mm -hmm. it's not right, but it's okay. You know, like, again, but so. <laughs> well, how many, cause I like that analogy with music, because it wasn't like that before. And no. I would argue to the detriment of the genre of comedy, the fact that we think of it all as one genre. Like, you don't have like, yeah. you know, there really are genres in comedy. And the fact that we don't put it out like music, what if more often, and Canada kind of does this with like Sirius XM, what if more often you could be recording during your career, not just at the height of it, and you know, maybe you'd have a freshman album, sophomore album, but in a way where like your, your clips could circulate like TikTok, and you would still have your like Hall of Fame moment, like how many? I mean, that's not even the thing that's bothering me. The thing that's bothering me is just, uh, okay, I mean, yeah, I guess we are getting into a confessional thing. And okay. if you want to see spiraling, like, my God, you haven't even seen spiraling yet. It's having to watch. I really think I'm from a very old fashioned mind where I think, I don't know if you remember uh, Sesame Street, but there used to be this of thing course, being like, yeah. I have the paints, I have the easel, I have the brushes, I have the paper. Well, alone, we can't all make this happen, but together we can all paint. And I'm of the old fashioned mindset that various people have various skill sets mm -hmm. and not everyone needs to be a one man or one 
person fucking band. And that's the thing that I really fucking hate. Now, I'm a Gemini, so um, I don't know how many Geminis you know. but So you can do a lot of things. There, there is a very, there is a duality yeah. between, uh, with every Gemini that I know. Uh, you know, happy, angry, you know, blah, blah. Mine is introverted, extroverted, and under, the, whereas every time that I overexert the extroverted part of myself, I need to make up for it by really fostering. Ugh, I'm going to kill myself <laughs> right now, say that. But the introverted side, to that end, I might say there's a part of me that yearns for infamy or notoriety. There's a part of me that yearns for anonymity. Yes. And so there is just, there is something where I am pleased with like what I'm expressing. I hate needing to watch myself do these bits that I've done a million times and and split hairs and 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 everything. I remember years ago, Maggie Smith, you know, I'll watch any interview she does. Now she she'd be like, oh, I never watched Downton Abbey. I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> and she's like, no, I just I would constantly be like, why did I make that choice? I'd, uh. I should have made that choice or whatever. And so there's a lot of that, and there's just there's just you know. As a gay comic, too, uh, if, if your listeners don't know this, we do not have a constituency of ourselves. Like, if you're a gay comic, you do not have gay fans, unless you're a porn star, and, well, which I'm very much not. lesbian comics do, yeah. but those are, they those do. are called podcast listeners. They are, they, well, <laughs> no, I mean, they're called people who are just yearning for queer representation, yeah. full stop. And that works with, you know, gay men love lesbians or queer women on stage, but they don't love other gay men because it's kind of like, I mean, I could write you a book about this. One thing, and I, I, this is going to sound very sort of... Ter- like I'm in therapy right now, but it is sort of a thing where I'm like, oh my God, I think the reason that I've been terrified to do this for so long that was exacerbated by the movie Bros bombing at the box office, which I loved, by the way, Billy Eichner, like, my God, you're you're a treasure. But um, is that like, fuck, maybe there isn't a market for this. Full fucking stop. Maybe literally like in my fucking lifetime, there, this is a dead fucking end. Like there isn't a fucking market, and that is the thing where, like, at the for, end of this, I'm gonna see. I'm like, this is all I got, and and it, but it is kind of a thing now where I'm like, I can kind of see the light of the t- tunnel in terms of like maybe I'll, I'll quit this. You know? Okay, Which, wait, wait, wait. So, okay, I'm gonna yeah. p- p- ding. Time, usually we don't have a ding, wow, but I need to, because I, first ding of all, stop talking about my friend like that. My friend Andrew Johnson mm. is a very funny comic and knows it, and maybe on this co- podcast is doing a little self-deprecating humor, and that's fine, but just so you know, know it. But, okay. That's kind but, of you, but. but I will also, I want to ask, because um, some things you're saying really do resonate with me whenever I go out for things and people are like, oh, now is the time for Asians. But then it's like, like as if there's a time versus like if you have a good story people will listen because i'm like how many stories from white people have i listened to and i like i'm not like i'm tired of it like i like it you know i like to say anything um you know i i love all those old-timey movies footloose whatever but um point being is it your voice that's my question is is it your voice that's saying my in order to be successful i have to find my gay audience just like me or could you be internalizing what? No, I just mean a market. It doesn't need to be well, other well, gay well, men. It, me means, ask, it just me means other people subscribing to that point of view. Now, I. I wait, 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 no, yeah. let me finish. Or could it. Is there a possibility the industry and all these general meetings and people telling you what's your thing, what's your thing, how do you package yourself, is making it so that you have to think like the marketer of like, what's my market versus what's me? Because I think what's you, like, I like your comedy and I'm not a gay, straight. Not gay, straight, gay white man. <laughs> wow, Freudian slip there. Gay, <laughs> gay straight. 
Yep. <laughs> gay straight alliance. Um, yep. But you know what I mean? Well, like, I show you who they are. I'm not. Them. I'm not a gay white man from Canada, but I never went into being like, let me watch something different. Like, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, but I, I know what you mean because sometimes the industry tells you like when we find your people, yeah. you'll be successful. Yeah, and but then the other thing that I would like to relay, and we were sort of talking about this off mic, or I was about to, is just reframing things. Things can mm. be reframed at any minute. Jennifer Coolidge, we're a fan, yeah? Fan of Jennifer Coolidge. She's having she's having more than a moment right yeah. now. She's getting her flowers, as it would. Also, with Ariana, the White Lotus. big fan of Jennifer yeah, Coolidge. Yeah, well, Ariana is really one of the people who shepherded her back into, you know, her renaissance, whatever, era. But Jennifer Coolidge, a friend of mine, Darren Rose from Canada. Oh, maybe I shouldn't have said his name. Okay. But anyway, years ago, he did Edinburgh Fringe. This was like a decade ago. And he was on a Best of the Fringe, which, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. But um, basically, Edinburgh Fringe, I don't know if you know too much yes, about yes, it. People yes. go over, they do their hours there whatever yes. if you're if you have credits you're gonna be a thing right you know you don't need to fly her uh, as he it's would also have a great place to. to be discovered if you really want to permeate the European market which like who cares but anyway so <laughs> but like if you like getting on fucking transatlantic flights so cool I don't hey, what's up? but okay. um, you know I have an over <laughs> a time or two too they really like a lot of palindromes and fucking you know, oh god anyway so <laughs> but so Jennifer Coolidge is on on this best of the fringe show with okay. like these five dudes who actually were getting like heat at the festival or whatever. And she went out there and bombed so hard that afterwards he told me none of them were looking at her in the eye, which is like, you bombed so hard and like, no one's being like, ah, don't worry about it. They're like, not only did you bomb so hard and you know, but like, you bombed so hard that you are now like useless. Like you are like, I'm not going to need to befriend you because that's how fucking much you sucked that like you're over. Like, so it's cool. Whereas 10 years later, she's reframed. Like when she was at the Golden Globe, she's like, listen, as a young person, I, I had a lot of dreams that all just sort of fizzled. And, you know, and then she's, that's she's talking about impression. how like now she's really kind of realizing she's self-actualized whatever but just things can be reframed on a dime i guess whatever if you want to hang in there but it really is uh, to go back from the, you know the movie bros <laughs> where it was the first big budget sorry but like the first no, no, big no, no, budget no. judd apatow yes. produced fucking thing it's like oh my god this is gonna do for gay men what train wreck did for oh you my know god, i was like, just gonna say train wreck was a train wreck so you really but know. you know, people know it. You know, people did not fucking go they and watch Bros. Because yeah. well, okay. And gay men gleefully did not go and see it. I want to say yeah. they were really they were really happy about the. You know, was there was the, a contingency that was, that was just very. Schumer. I mean, she's still fine, but like that was a moment when they pushed her into the. Yeah. She could have steadily enjoyed her, whatever she wanted to do, but they're like, you must do it now. She did yeah. everything in that first year, and then like, that was kind of. Like, she's still going to be herself and enjoy life. But I'm just saying, like, sometimes the industry doesn't have your interest best. Yeah, mind. well, but, I mean, now that took her to household name. Um, you Is know, like, goal? you know, 10, 10, 15 years ago, someone who would, you know, talk about what she talked about, that would have been, that would have been like, oh, let's go. Would you rather to be Jennifer Coolidge's career or Amy Schumer's career? I don't think I'm going to be alive by the time that Jennifer Coolidge. I'm <laughs> just saying, I'm just saying career-wise, like, and there's no, like, usually we shouldn't compare, but I'm saying... Given those two, yeah. one to be in the spotlight so early and then. I, well, I think it. that I, I, I kind of want to have a gradual still rise. has a lot left to do, but um, here's where, no, here's where yeah, I'm at does, in but life. I'm saying she would I would like to whatever would give early. me the fucking money. So, you know, like, it's like I want whatever is going to give me, you know, mm. like, my goodness, I still have a cockamamie dream of buying property one of these days yes. and not just inheriting it, which I'm going to. But. Uh, <laughs> 
there, and there are no, many ways to do that that. Yeah. Um, that are don't involve a life of crime or comedy. So sure, for sure. My uh, God, what's the diff? <laughs> what's the fucking diff there? But but, but uh, okay, wait. I have to address this because you were talking about this bombing situation, and and then such a funny story. But my perspective on that is. That has nothing to do with Jennifer Coolidge's experience because, first of all, I doubt she finally got her moment and went, thank God, now those five guys who couldn't look me in the eye are going to respect me. Like, I don't think she thinks about this at all, which is also why I think comedians, we don't want to look them in the eye because we are ashamed of how we feel and that others can escape this prison of needing validation. Because there are celebrities like Madonna bombing doing stand-up on Fallon. But Ugh. do you think she left being like, oh, fuck, I bombed? Or she's like, that was pretty fun. Stand-up is cool. No, I think that she left that thing. From what he told me, yep. yeah. No, she she knew. You know. That it bombed? Yeah. Oh. But it just, with something like that, but, but I doubt I'm she was doing anything not... considerably different than what she's doing now. But all of a sudden, people are like attuned to it and you and see every fucking up. faggot and their whatever being like, yes, goddess, yes, goddess, yes, goddess. I'm like, no, where were they 10 years ago? It's not like she was any, it just, I've seen, I've been around long enough now where I've literally seen someone doing what they were always fucking doing and then it just takes a little reframing yeah. and then they become a thing. And that's why I think that it's not about finding the audience, it's about finding yourself because that audience will be there if you mm. exist. I also think it's about being hot or being thin. <laughs> so all right. Well, so right now I'm like on a, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm just like, let me get down to my fucking fighting weight for, <laughs> for once and fucking not drink for a couple of months. And yeah, anyway, well, you, well, you look hot and mm. you are funny, but I understand that Gemini need to have dual, uh, views of yourself. Push, so, pull, push, pull. Yeah. It's a thing. And it is very much, I do feel like I have a lot of best friends who are Gemini's and there's this feeling of like, not wanting to make the decision, but wanting to be forced into a decision. Yes. So to have yes, to, yes, yes, yes. So to have to do your own things, like make your own clips, decide where you spend your energy. What a nightmare for a Gemini, because it means you have to decide what matters right now versus someone being like, "Do this now, do this now." You are, oh my God! It's like if you were reading tarot cards. You oh just yeah, read I them. do read tarot oh. cards. That's exact. That's exactly. That's that yeah. is pitch fucking perfect. What I'm going through right now. But, Teresa, but you fuck. can okay. So here, my here's my solution for you. If you take it or leave it, my diagnosis. This is like therapy, because I think you're you can say what your goal is. Like you can fantasize about what you want, and then you don't want to do the things together. But now outsource it. What if you like pretend like you know? Not I don't know if you have an assistant, but like that kind of idea. <laughs> no. No, but you know what I mean. Like, so <laughs> I, I just we just talked about earlier, but like Pamela Anderson pretending to be drag. Like she talks in a doc about like when I was doing it, I just thought what would I do if I was in the situation and then I do that and I'm like and I'm in this situation so instead of being like I have to do this is there a world where you're like what would I tell somebody to do and then I and then just keep telling yourself to do it but not as um not as the person who has to do the rules maybe as I will teacher. really prioritize watching this now wh what I'm doing right now is actually I'm re-watching Orange is the New Black just before my parents Netflix password uh -huh. won't work with oh, me anymore man. but so I'm just like at the tail end of rewatching Orange is the New Black which you know little, looks a little bit different in 2023 but um you know, <laughs> so that <laughs> would be another like, conversation yeah, yeah, but but so, so I blue will is the warmest color when it came out I was like oh, wow blue love is the it. warmest it's color la vida del it was in that? it was like the um, it was called La Vida Del in French, but then they translate to Blue is the Warmest Coming Up. Uh -huh. It's kind of like the lesbian broke back mountain as it was right, right, said right, at right, the right, time. Right. It has nothing to do with right. mountains or literally, again, like the Asian Mark Maron's like, oh, because it's a movie about lesbian people that shows sex. 
But it is kind of funny because it is um, pretty male gazy straight sex. Like it, it's a lot of like moaning and scissoring, and uh, but it's also very French because there's a lot of I cannot. Yes, je ne, like, so, je yeah. ne sais pas. Which I love. Yeah. I love a, I love a, a sh- what is it, the umbrellas of Cherbourg moment of walking away in the snow being like, my true love, I'll never ever have again. Yeah. Like that, wow. I mean, I will be very honest. I probably fast forward uh, through yeah, the sort of like lesbian sort of like foreplay elements of Orange is the New Black. Uh, <laughs> saw them the first time, great. Uh-huh. But like, I'm just like, I'm not sure what this is really giving me to the story that I already don't know and how much it's kind of like standing, stan fiction sort of thing for, yeah. uh, for Vaughs and Piper Morello fans, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but uh, have you ever seen the movie Bound? Jennifer Tilly no. and Gina Gershon? No. Perfect movie. Okay. I remember like that movie when I was a kid. Fuck. Okay. Yeah. So that was like, I remember that really spoke to my queerness at the time. Like, but maybe it was just because I was younger. I don't know. Anyway, we're, we're, yes. sorry. Well, no, okay. This does kind of fall back to yeah. what you're saying about putting out clips to find your audience. Cause I, I guess, and this is like, I'm one opinion. So, you know, perhaps it's not your opinion, but I love the idea because I've always come in as a more marginalized voice. as a consumer and I really really love connecting to both like super like mainstream heroes you know love a Batman whatever but I also love connecting to like more marginalized heroes and finding those like queer stories and I think I mean I'm bisexual so that that makes sense for me that I tend to be like I want to be in the group but also out and like whatever but my point being like I think there are audiences that Hollywood can't imagine that resonate really, really completely with um, voices and comedians that don't appear to be like them. And I I would argue those are my ideal audiences because the people I'm drawn to don't all look just like me. Of course, I would like a few that look like me, but most of my favorite characters are are animated (laughs) so you know what I mean but like like it's you know and I think that there's a lot of emotional depth and connection you can make through that and I guess what I'm trying to say is like when I think about the clips I know that the funny confession is like I don't want to do this why do I have to do everything which I agree with someone should pay you to do all that yeah but the ideally but the other fun side about that is like, well, what do you want to put out there? Maybe it's not all stand-up clips. Like, like you're so funny when you just rant. Like, what if literally, like, the things that you enjoy that right now, like, Hollywood's not going to be like, oh, let me make a special of you ranting. But that shit will do well online. And actually, maybe you'll be happier doing it. Just a thought. No, I, know, I think I'd be really fucking miserable doing <laughs> that. But... <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, all right, all I, right. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm happy at the end of the day. Like when I, mm-hmm. I, I, again, there were all these things that I convinced myself of before I actually got into this that, that mm-hmm. I'm just like, no, apparently I was not convinced of that. And one of them was like, well, let me just put literally everything I've got out there so I can be like, there it is. Bye. And it's just like thinking like, oh, it's just going to be that flippant. And it just isn't. The reality is it just isn't, you know? And so it just, uh. My you goodness, I am never this vulnerable. No, I like it though because uh, this is what this is about. It's yeah, what it's more than just you not wanting to put clips out. It's you wanting not wanting to change your attitude about putting clips out, right? So mm. you're like, oh, you used to be precious, and now you're like, well, I'll just be fuck that. But could you? What about the in between where you're still? That's the hard part where you're like, I still care, but now I care less about 
this one or the, or or I care a lot about this joke and that's oh I, I'm I'm getting numb to it it's fine <laughs> I like I am getting I'm like I think like by the end of the month I'll be like oh yeah everything must go that's very much what it is it's very much like a closing sale it's like it's just like everything must go life to your jokes just like <laughs> Jennifer you know it's like a vi- I remember when I was a kid my father had a friend who owned like a video rental place like an off-brand blockbuster yeah. and I can remember going to the closing sale there <gasps> when I was a child and running around really? being like Caddyshack yeah. you know whatever and like getting all these tips I just I'll never forget like the sight of him just like just sitting there with his arms folded like just looking at the video store Aww. and just people ransacking it and it's just very much like the dream is over <laughs> That's what it sort of feels like, yeah. But anyway, I I don't know, you know. Mm, Okay. Hannah fucking Gadsby was going to quit stand-up before Nanette, which I hated, by the way. But, you know. (laughs) Look, I think that you know what you're doing, and part of it is the formula is hating what you're doing, and that's fine. But Jennifer Coolidge got a new new beginning from Ariana, and I'm just saying, you You are the Ariana to your own Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah, oh, listen to that. That is is so sage. That is sage (laughs) wisdom. That is very (laughs) sage. But uh, yeah, I mean, listen, the thing about this fucking business is, and I always say this, like anything can happen and anything does happen, but that's, and I'm sure. But uh, so... You know, I, I mean, th- there is really a, a time where you sort of wake mm. up and you're like, I don't have a plan B. How did that not happen? That's so. when you're doing it right. Mm. When your plan's working, you don't have a plan B. No. What? Okay. But the I, I want to make a fine point, so hold that thought, yeah. is just about, you know, because like I've had this conversation about the entertaining, the idea of yeah. quitting and there being like a line at the tunnel being like, you know, like, mm, and it's like quitting. And I'm just like, okay, well, do you consider someone getting out of an abusive relationship quitting? Like, no, that's what it is. Like, I mean, people in show business, mm. like, oftentimes that is a very emotionally, uh, sometimes physically abusive relationship. You wouldn't consider someone getting out of that as no, quitting. You like, well, they walked away, maybe in the 70s or something like that before, you if know. If you're not getting anything out of it, yeah, it is an yeah. abusive relationship. Do you, yeah. what it, I'm, what, not, I'm not quitting. What do you, way, but, but what like, do you yeah. want? What is your, because I, I think in Hollywood we tend to think that we're still trying to do it when the reality is if you're here and you're here, you're doing it. Yeah, right? it's true. It's but, true. So, but you have goals within doing it that you want, but like it's not like you're still trying to get in the room. You're in the room. Like you're in the fucking room, babe. No, it's so true. So what true. is it that you, Yeah. what would be the thing that you could see yourself doing that, would make you be like, I'm doing it. Cause if you oh don't God, feel no, like I that, know. I'm just curious. No, there, like, I don't have an answer for that. And that's why I'm talking out of my fucking ass. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I, and I'm cognizant of that. Like a TV yeah. show movie, yeah. you know? Oh God. Just, I don't know. Like, I don't, it, it, you know, it really, again, to quote Jennifer Coolidge, like as a young person, I have all these <laughs> dreams. Like what happens is they fizzle, but like, no, it's just like, I mean, it, it's a, it's a moving target. You know, that, that it redefines itself. I, I like to say it's like, it, it just, you know, define pornography. You know, I know it when I see it, you know, and anyway, but, uh, I don't know, Pro, you know, happiness is progress. Happiness is progress to me. <laughs> and, and I feel like I gave you a breakdown. I'm yeah. very sorry. Well, oh no, 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 no! It just so it just progress, progress. That's what I always say. Like it's just my my definition of of of, of happiness is, is progress. What would be wonderful is if you if you finally started seeing like a very meaningful constituency of gay men who wanted to see the nuances of their lives, you know, represented on on a stand up stage and you know a cohort who was expressing that. And I think that we're moving in that direction. I mean, yeah. I know a lot of gay guys now who, you know, like 
it, it is always the thing where I say like, you know, you're reaching a new sort of threshold of, uh, uh, acceptance or visibility when, you know, I, I, I always say about like trans people that I'm like, I've met several trans fucking assholes. <laughs> you know, I, I'm just like, so that's how you know <laughs> that like yeah. we're getting to a new, a new, um, you know, level of visibility. And it's just like, I know uh, there are a lot of gay guys out there now and I know a lot of really fucking terrible, <laughs> like there are some terrible ones who are doing this in spite of the fact that like there is no there there. But uh, so it's great that there's just, the, there is, there's that, you know, there, that's uh -huh. pool, that pool and that pool's not going away. There are going to be more mm. gay guys who are going to be empowered, empowered to be terrible. Well, yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> so. that maybe not specifically with those groups, but I think that whenever I have someone come up to me after a show and like want to start comedy or ask me like especially when, and it's usually an asian girl so, i mean white guys will ask which is like the nerve but like oh, yeah. but um no i'm like of course i'm happy to talk about it but it's a different feeling when an asian girl is, like most usually they're like queer asian women who are like in high school or whatever. i'm like oh how do you get started and they're excited to me that's a really exciting but then there's always the comedian part of me that's like god no not more competition but i think that's that duality which is like Okay, that's when you're reaching a threshold. Oh, I'm never concerned about that. I've ah! never seen another faggot who I'm like, oh God, yeah. I couldn't follow that. But you know, but you know, I, I, I mean, like when I was starting, I wasn't seeing any like of, uh, on the same level as me. Like they're maybe like higher, you know, maybe like much lower, or whatever. But it wasn't like I had peers, and now I have peers, which is cool. But it didn't. Uh, there's a transitional. That's phase. nice. It's nice to have like a peer group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But there is a transition when you're like, oh, I was like whether I knew it or not, getting booked on the different thing, right? And then it's luckily the people who stick around are also good, like, and I would argue the different is good for everyone to be different, right? Like yeah. a white person should be different in yeah. a room. So like, difference not bad, but being different being the only thing you're bringing to the table, then you're on someone else's terms. So that's why I, I like- um, Supply and demand, you know? I mean, I've seen a lot of people who are like different for the sake of being different, which is in itself a form of similarity. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember my theater, one of my theater school teachers said that all the time. And I was like, mm, I'm gonna put that in my back pocket. Mm. I, yeah, anyway, so uh, they, oh yeah. No, I've seen, I've seen that bubble burst several times and that's gratifying. <laughs> it's gratifying when you see it's like, yeah, what you're doing, no, because what's going to happen is someone of actual substance who is different is going to yeah, come along and like bitch your you footnote. Out. Yeah, you're not even a footnote. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. What did this I, this conversation got so philosophical and uh, metaphysical in ways that I didn't and you know expect. what nourishing honestly. Very nourishing. I, 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 my goodness, I have not. I had this was all in there and like now it's out and you've probably. Uh, you probably prevented me from having a strain I'm of cancer. I'm glad. Wow. Yeah. And I'm glad I prevented you from quitting, hopefully. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not. No, I I'm know. Not, I'm just kidding. No, I am like not going anywhere any fucking time soon. But yeah. it's the first time in my life that I have been thinking about like, what would life look like without this? Yeah. yeah. That's usually a sign of growth, though, because that means you've reached a new limit. And yeah. you're, outgrow you're looking for a new door. And yeah. the door doesn't have to be the exit. The door is to another room. Boom. When God opens the door, she closes oh a window God. or whatever. Where it closes yeah, the door, yeah, she yeah, opens yeah. a window. Yeah. Um, okay. To end, um, <gasps> to, on a positive oh, note, flies. I would like to know, okay, what is the stand-up world you would create? So I, we know the one that existed before for anyone who's not listening or who isn't a comic, comic. It definitely used to be like, don't put clips online until you get paid to do it. Also, don't put it online because they probably won't let you do it on late night if it's on YouTube. But that, now it's different. 
what would if you could restructure like this is what i want stand up to be so i mean that's another fucking thing you just like you just said something like about like burning material i mean yeah it's it's not like that now i hope not it's not I literally, I literally people, see people okay. I know doing like okay. Bianca Cristoval did late night said Atsuko Katsuko did late night said these are all people who've put out material albums whatever before yeah. point being now it's in your hands you're the god to create the optimal world for you to like ha- what would you want to be because some people like to do like you know the front facing and that worked for them but like what would you just want like people go to shows and that's it like what's the stand up world you would create if it were in your hands for how the pipeline works. When you say like they just go to they just go to shows and that's it. I mean, it just uh, no, not even because I'm just like like my I have a barrier there because it's like that's just not how this works anymore. You know, like that's just that yeah. it, that is an that is an unreality. How would you like it to work? And uh well, what my ideal thing would be that that there was a thirst for specificity at the end of the fucking day. You know, and that that it just, you know, what I call meat and potatoes, I just, you know, and when you see people who are, who just like bring the fucking house down with their meat and potatoes and it's just, those are, I, I just, I would really love to see more of an audience for specificity and more people pushing their points of reference and interest and, and, uh, and capability, I guess. I see it. I see Pushing the, the paradox. <laughs> I like it. I see the vision. That's a great album I, name. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you so much for having Andrew, me. And where can people find you and watch these clips you hate? God. Me? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm Andrew Bronson on Instagram. Andrew Johnson 1999 on TikTok. Underscore Andrew Johnson on Twitter. And is there another one? Oh, yeah. Bitch Salad on YouTube. Tic- oh, you said TikTok already. Yeah, definitely go... Show some in the Johnson comments, with a T. There's a comment. T in it. He's not going to read them anyways. Uh, but maybe one of these days <laughs> when I'm drinking again, I'll fucking oh, you know, no. I'll, oh, uh, I'll I'll pick up, I'll I'll take a bottle of wine and go to them oh, and be man. like, yeah. I don't, don't want to encourage that. Uh, well, okay, or do if you like drinking. Um, this is you oh, can I help do. me. I do. I miss it. I love it. I miss it. But anyway, go on. <laughs> you can follow this podcast at Real Father Long Legs. Uh, you can follow me at Teresa Lee Bot. Yeah, I changed the t- uh, the meme culture. I was like, I gotta change it to something more generic. Yeah, I love that. And it works, but yeah. not yeah. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Goodbye.